Welcome to the Modern Day Dads Podcast, a podcast about dads for dads where no topic is off limits and will never sugarcoat a damn thing. Each week, we explore the life of dads and talk about topics other dads don't want to talk about. Now, here's your host, James Puff Palmer and Daniel Franco. Welcome to the Modern Day Dads Podcast with your hosts, Puff and Daniel. What's up, dude? Hey, everybody. How you doing? Hey, we're very excited to bring you our fourth episode, our post-Halloween spooktacular. <laughs> Due to unforeseen circumstances, our guest for today, Marty Kleba, will not be able to make it, but we will have him on a later episode for your listening pleasure. Can't wait for that podcast, man. It's going to be great. I have so many questions for him. I agree. He's had a great career, and, and it's going to be awesome to ask him some really good questions. We have a lot of really good topics for you today, all circling around Halloween. On today's episode, we're going to talk about costumes, scary movies, parent tax, and some good old-fashioned story time. I love story time. I'm really starting to dig the story time. I agree. I think most people are digging it from uh, the feedback I'm hearing. So for our first topic, we're going to talk about costumes for kids and cool family costumes. So this year, Jim, what did you uh, dress your kids as for Halloween? My kids this year went as princesses. Oh, very cool. Sydney went as Rainbow Dash, which, as you know, is one of the My Little Ponies. That's a classic, man. That is a classic. And Charlie went as Anna from Frozen. Nice, man. You know the song, don't you? Oh, I know. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah, let's not do that ever again. Okay, sorry. Dad went... This year as a, I don't know, maybe a farmer. That's what I went as this year. Nice. Did you wear your overalls? I did wear my overalls, but uh, this wasn't, again, trying to figure out that new normal, what's going on. So the mom had the kids for Halloween night. So I'm guessing next year I'll have them, which is great. Mm -hmm. They'll be a little bit older. You'll also be settled into your new place and everything. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking looking forward to holidays next year because they'll have them with dad. Right on. See, that's great. What was your children for Halloween this year, Daniel? Well, Aiden is all of a sudden really into baseball. You Mm -hmm. know, for all these years, he's been into trucks, trucks and trains, trucks and trains and, you know, all that stuff. He's done the traditional Batman and and all that good Mm -hmm. stuff. And I think he was a Ghostbuster one year, which was really cool. Exactly. But this year, because he is now totally into baseball, decided he wanted to be Mike Trout from the... Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, which is garbage because they're in Anaheim. It's not the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. They're just the Anaheim Angels. Anyway, mm-hmm. he was totally stoked because for his birthday, uh, his uncle got him a jersey and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So he was psyched. We went out and bought the black to put under his eyes nice. and stuff. So he, he did that and he was totally just psyched to do it. Totally loved his costume this year, which was great. Uh, Olivia... We had kind of two costumes for her. Mm-hmm. One of them was just like a, a onesie, but it was glow-in-the-dark skeleton. Oh, sweet. So it was really cool. And then we also had a giraffe costume, which was really cute, with like a little frilly skirt on it and everything like that. How cute. And you guys weren't in town for that this year, were you? No, no. We were actually out of town. Uh, we did some trick-or-treating at my sister's house out in San Diego. We were out there because my nephew graduated from the Marine Boot Camp. Ooh, uh. Exactly. Congratulations, Brent. We're all very proud of you. 
So it, it was pretty cool. You know, Olivia's first trick or treating, mm-hmm. you know, she enjoyed that. She was running around like a mad woman, obviously holding hands. Right. And uh, I stayed at my sister's and, and handed out candy with her while Wendy took her and our other nephew, uh, Nikki, out. And Nikki had a really cool costume. It was a Spider-Man costume that was like from the floor up and the hood zipped in the back. So he had like the full mask on. It was interesting. It was really cool. Gloves and everything. He looked real professional. So when you're giving out candy, are you like, uh, do you give out like one or two pieces or are you the type of family that gives out like whole candy bars? No, no. Come on, dude. I come from a large family. We didn't have the money for whole candy bars. We'd actually, we'd actually take the small ones and cut them in half and pass them out. Damn. No, 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 no. We didn't do that. But, you know, we just buy the bag of the mixed little ones. And, and I'm, I'm more of a give a couple, not a handful, because my hands are the size of Texas. But, or for Wendy, the size of New Hampshire. Mm. And uh, we just pass them out like that, you know, and the kids enjoy it. They're, they're having a good time. Now, do you go for more of the chocolates or more of the like Twizzlers and suckers and hard candies? I usually get a bag of both mm-hmm. just so it's the best of all worlds. And I just do a little mixed bag and throw it in. Nice. Uh, did did you have some candy left over that uh, somebody's watching your house, right? <laughs> you know, before we left town. Sound engineer Mole is a good friend of mine, and he usually, if we leave out of town, he'll watch the house to, you know, keep the dogs company and mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. you know, get out of that, get out of his own place to hang out for a bit. So we bought like bag full of full size bars and M and M's and everything like that. A great bag, and I told him, I said, Pat, you know, we only get a couple kids. Our, our neighborhood kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. We only get like one or two kids a year, which is garbage. First year we moved in, we decked the house out like seance in the. And the little patio in the front. Nice. And every, I mean, it was cool. And we had one kid. Next year, we had two kids. Well, this is year three. We have the bag full of candy for the mole to pass out. But the mole, he, he works side jobs as like a handyman. Mm-hmm. So he had a handyman gig. Did you say the candy man? Well, he wasn't the candy man this year because oh. he didn't get home until like 10 o'clock. Damn. So there was a bag full of candy just waiting on him. Mm-hmm. Did he eat that or did he pass it out? You know, there was nobody to pass it out to. The The one kid, if we even had that, probably went, you know, long before. I and mean, I think he had like one or two of them. But when we got back, it was like, oh, there's a bag of candy here. Yeah, I partaked in that. Yeah, you did. We all did. It was delicious. We were all shameful gluttons on candy. I mean, there was only like seven bars or something like that and like two or three M&Ms. But... And how many were left? None. No, 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 we have, we have still have bags of M&Ms that I can't touch. They look delicious every time I see them. We got a large bag of candy here to hand out. And this is my first Halloween here in, in my new place. And it was very interesting. There was maybe five, six kids. So by the time we passed out candy, like we're given handfuls of this stuff, man. Like just here, take this kid, you know, just like passing it out. And we still had two Ziplocs full. Wow. That's a lot of candy. You guys want some candy out there? Let us know. We'll send you candy with a sticker. Ooh. So let me ask you a question. Since you were here, uh, I didn't really pass out candy a lot this year, but since you were here passing out candy the night, mm-hmm. did you see a lot of families coming around together? It was nothing but families. I don't, I don't think I saw one kid trick-or-treating by himself. It was all like, I would say kids seven and under maybe. Right on. Did you see any families that were all dressed like together? No. Like the Incredibles or something like no. that? Not at all. Not at all. Oh. So I didn't see any family costumes on Halloween night here. Well, that sucks, man. Have you ever seen like whether you're passing out Halloween candy or just 
online or wherever, just mm-hmm. families that dress up like to the nines. And, oh yeah, like I said, like the Incredibles or something, something like that. Because I saw a family of Incredibles actually right before Halloween. A buddy of mine both drove down the same street about an hour apart, and we mm-hmm. almost ran over Mister Incredible. Jesus. Well, the dude was standing in the middle of a dark street by himself. That's creepy. I agree. So, have you seen any of that? It's pretty cool when you see it. I would say year one with Sydney, we dressed as a baker family. My wife at the time was a cook. I was a chef. So, I had this cool apron, the chef's hat, and a whisk. Oh, right on. And then Sydney was a little cupcake. Oh, that's cool. That's actually very cute. I've seen some cool family costumes online, but not as many in person. I keep going back to The Incredibles. That's the only one I've seen lately. Online, I've seen some really cool ones. Did you see the one online where everyone was dressed like Coming to America? No, I haven't seen that one. King and Queen of Zamunda? No. Oh, it is the cool. I'll show you. I'll show you when we take our break, but it's awesome. It is a really cool costume. And I mean, they have like the fur and everything. It's crazy. It's pretty cool. Have you seen the other ones online that you were impressed by? I would have to say I've seen a family of the Walking Dead family. That was pretty cool. So you had like the dad was Rick Grimes. and Oh, right on. And I think uh, the kids were zombies and the brother was maybe like Daryl. I don't know. But it was the Walking Dead family. You could totally tell it. That's pretty sweet. I did see another one online of a family dressed as the cast of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That was pretty interesting. I have yet to watch that. Oh, it's a great show. And and the little baby is dressed as the, the Danny DeVito character, which is Frank. It was it was awesome. It was so funny. That's cool. For many years, we dressed up and trick-or-treated. Mm-hmm. So what were some of the best and worst that you dressed in? Oh, my God. Here we go. Give us at least like maybe one or two of each. Okay. I would have to say my worst one that I ever dressed as... I think my dad dressed me as Boy George one year <laughs> with makeup and everything. Oh, my gosh. I can't even. Do you have any pictures of that we can post online? I don't think I have any pictures. Uh, my my dad, you know, growing up was a single father, so he did everything he could. I don't even know why he dressed me like that. And I may be wrong. He may have been going for a drag queen or something else, but definitely I would say the Boy George look. <laughs> I would have to say the best costume. A couple of buddies and I went as the Three Ninjas. Do you remember that movie oh, yeah, growing I remember up? The Three Ninjas. I want to say like maybe I was Tum Tum that year. Do you uh, remember Tum Tum? Right and then I would say the next best one was. Did you have a really cool one that you wore when you were older to like go to a party or something like that? I went as the Hedgehog. <laughs> you went as the Hedgehog. I totally went as the Hedgehog. For people out there who don't know who the Hedgehog is. Please, tell them. He is a uh, very important role in the adult industry. None other than Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy. Oh, my God. Do you have a picture of that one? I think I do have a picture of that. All right. (laughs) We're going to have to post that one. That's awesome. (laughs) It's nothing fancy. I just, I think I did like a mustache and, you know. Let your hair go? Yeah. Puff's got long, well, not anymore, but... Puff has curly hair, so if he let it grow long and kind of wet it to grease it out, it could be Ron Jeremy. What would you say your worst and favorite costumes were growing up? Okay, so growing up, came from a large family, so we kind of pieced stuff together with all the other kids. We had a box of like little costume things to put together. Uh huh. So one year, I decided it would be a great idea to be like a prince for Halloween, right? Like prince? Like No, no, not, not prince, but a prince. Oh, a prince. So my mom sewed together like some shirt, because my mom was is really great at sewing and being like seamstress or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she made this shirt for me that kind of hung down and she had me put on tights as a probably eight year old, nine year old, 10 year old boy. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you put it on, it sounds like a good idea. I've got this sword and I've got this swashbuckler hat with like a purple <laughs> or pink feather in it. Uh-huh. I get to school and everyone's dressed as like Batman and Superman. And I'm like, oh my God, what the <laughs> hell did I think? Man, it was the most embarrassing costume I ever wore. But it was pretty cool that my mom, you know, sewed that for me. Right. That is pretty cool. Another one that is kind of a best and first was, you know, when I was younger, I was into Ninja Turtles. Oh. Oh, yeah. So my mom decided she's going to make me a Ninja Turtle costume oh. by getting a pattern. Mm-hmm. So she makes she she makes a really cool shell and like, you know, the whole setup for me. But the mask was like just a piece of fabric with two holes cut in it. So it didn't look like a mask. It was all squished. My eyes were to the side. My nose was crooked. It, it, that was probably the best and worst costume uh, as a child. It was it was fun. pretty funny, man. I, I'd say as an adult, though, one of the cooler costumes I had was my sister's husband is a fireman. And I was going to like this party. It was one of my first adult parties with a bunch of older people. Mm-hmm. And he let me borrow his fireman suit. Nice. Yeah. So I had his fireman suit and I went to this party and it was like, it went over so well with, you know, the ladies, the ladies. Yeah. Oh, it was, I mean, most people really, really dug it. Back then I was, you know, smaller and in shape. So people actually thought I was a fireman, which was like one of my dreams when I was younger. And I thought it was, it was like the coolest night because people thought I was an actual fireman. Never give up your dreams, Daniel. Yeah. I gave those up like 30 pounds ago, brother. Were you at least wearing a shirt under that, or were you like a sexy, like, calendar boy fireman? I was a calendar boy. I, I did oh, have a shirt on, but it was a it was a tank top. It was like an A shirt, or you nice. know what I mean. So I had that on under. But like I said, I was thin. I was in shape at the time, so it was it went over really coat? well. Were you wearing the coat or just I had the, the pants? Coat. I had the pants. I didn't have the boots, but I had boots. Suspenders. Yep, it was the suspenders on on the tank top. But anyway, that one went over really well. It was nice. a, it was a good that was a great party. Good time. You know, I, I haven't really been to many Halloween parties to per se. Really? Yeah, I just, I, I it's my favorite holiday in the world, but even growing up, I never really went to a lot of Halloween parties. Dude, you were just doing your thing, man. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Keeping with the holiday spirit of Halloween. <laughs> we're going to have a, a little conversation about scary movies. Puff and I are going to talk about our top three scary movies. Our first one is going to be one that scared the crap out of us. Mm-hmm. Second one's going to be one that's like a personal scare. And the third one is one that really, you ever seen a movie that scared you, but everyone else thinks it's lame that it was scary? Oh, well, that's yeah. going to be our third one. Hey, Daniel, how about you just start it off? All right, I will. Thank you, Puff. Thank you for the pass off. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to say my wife and I are really into, you know, we like watching scary movies, right? Mm-hmm. So we started watching this movie that came out a couple, I don't know, years ago called The Conjuring. Oh, so The Conjuring is, it's actually a series of movies at this point that had a couple that branched off and everything like that. So sure. There was one that branched off called Annabelle. Oh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Annabelle. one, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be a real, like a true story. Mm-hmm. So they did the Annabelle movie. They came out with one called Annabelle Creation, which is like a prequel to Annabelle and kind of how it all went down. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool because at the end of the movie, it ties everything in together in a really cool way. Right. You get the whole backstory and everything. It all ties into the original movies, too. So it's Mm -hmm. really cool. Man, that movie was scary as shit. takes place in the middle of nowhere. It's like an orphanage. Mm -hmm. And they go to this house to stay. Mm -hmm. It was basically where they stay and and, and this orphanage is run. And like a, a man who lives by himself and it's just a creepy house. Well, they have like a room that is blocked off. I guess the man's daughter had died 
So he locked off her room and nobody was allowed in there. Mm-hmm. Well, at some point, the room opens itself up and a girl goes in there and opens like a closet. Mm-hmm. And inside the closet was like Bible verses and, and Bible pages pasted all over the walls. And I guess inside of there, they had locked away this demon. Uh-huh. And basically, it lets the demon out. Oh, and the demon crap. just wreaks havoc. And it's it's dark and scary. It's it just it scared the crap out of me, man. If you ever have a chance to watch it, check it out, everybody. It's pretty damn scary. I have to check that one out. That sounds interesting. Well, that's the most I'm going to give you because I don't want to give away the whole movie, but it's pretty scary. Next one, I'm going to talk about the movie that is a personal scare to me. So I have always had an issue, a hatred, a fear of freaking clowns, man. So the original It scared the shit out of me back when I was young, right? I saw it again later because some friends forced me to do it, and... It was pretty damn cheesy, but still clowns freak me out, right? Tim Curry, right? Yeah. Tim Curry's amazing, by the way. So I don't know if you saw the remake of it. I have. Dude, that was some creepy shit. It was pretty creepy, man, especially with the clown. And this guy was even scarier, man. I've never seen the original one, but I have seen the new one. I'll say this. The original one, it's a very, very long movie. Mm -hmm. So when they remade that, they split it in half. Mm -hmm. So you have when they're young and when they're older. So the the next one's coming out pretty soon, but that first one's a little bit of an arduous process to watch it because it's just like you start falling asleep. I think I fell asleep when we watched it, but I will say that that one freaks me out because I hate clowns so much. They just, they creep me out, man. Here's a fun fact for you. I don't know if you knew this or not, but where they filmed the new It is Stephen King's hometown. You can fact check that if you like. Oh, I will. I'll do that after this. And yeah. I'll call you out on Facebook if you're wrong. But no, no problem. That's a great fact. And I will say my third one, which is a movie that only really scared me and I caught a lot of shit from all my friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember a movie called The Grudge. But for some reason, that movie scared the bejesus out of me. And I'll tell you why. Hold on. I have, before, you, before you start talking madness... No, that's not what it sounded like. It was more like, oh. Anyway. Go ahead. So before you start talking madness, I'll tell you why. So the house I grew up in, it wasn't a really old house, but it was creaky as hell, man. Mm -hmm. At night when it was windy, you'd hear the ceiling going, you know, those little, like, sound like somebody's walking through the attic. That's creepy in itself. So like at night when it was windy, or even when it wasn't windy, the house would make noise and it would sound like somebody was walking through the attic, right? Mm -hmm. Tripped me out. And I used to be awake at night and just, freak out about it right that movie that's what most of it is it's that sound that i would hear at home but it's actually what i thought it was so it freaked me out and everybody else after we saw it and i I saw it with a friend of mine and i started telling my other friends man you got to see this movie it's freaky dude everybody talked shit to me about it how lame of a movie it was and how much of a pansy ass i was for being (laughs) scared of it it was nuts but i still like to this day i won't i haven't watched it since and i probably won't watch it again because it creeps me out. That's that's my three, man. What about you? What do you got? I'd have to say my top one that scared the crap out of me would be 28 Days Later. Oh, that's a great movie. I mean, obviously, zombies in general are creepy as hell. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. George Romero started all this. Oh, yeah. And he's the godfather of zombies. But as they progress, like with filmmaking over the years, it's just gotten better and better. Well, special effects and, and just the imagination. Mm-hmm. But what scares the crap out of me with this is that 
these zombies aren't slow George Ramirez zombies. These zombies are sprinting towards you. Oh, yeah. And what scares me is that I'm a big guy, man, and I would be the one that sacrificed. Somebody would trip me just to live, all right? I'd be the first one to go in a zombie <laughs> apocalypse. Oh, man, that's heartbreaking. I thank you for that, though. Of course, man. Anything for you, Daniel. But how this movie kind of starts off, and I'm not going to give away too much, but this guy wakes up in London in a hospital. He's all hooked up, and he goes out on the street, and all these cars are parked, and it looks like just havoc is wreaked. He starts picking up all this money he's finding on the ground, and he thinks he's so well off and stuff, but there's nobody. He's walking across the London Bridge and, like, there's nobody doesn't see anything and how they filmed this. I don't know, but it's great how they stop planes and cars and auto. I mean, yeah. everything and slowly, but surely the zombies come out and it's not, and it's not like, uh, we're coming to get you slow. Like these, these assholes are sprinting, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. The way they filmed that was, was great. You're right. It was such a good movie. And the budget was so low on it. What they did with it was really amazing. But that's just coming from a TV film guy. Those are always great when you when the low budget movies are just that good because you know you really have to be creative with with how you use that budget. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, my second one, my personal scary favorite, would have to be Saw. And we're not talking about like the fifth or sixth or twentieth one, whichever one they're on. The whole franchise started amazing with the first and second one. Oh yeah. They could have stopped after you that. You can't beat that first one. First one's so great. Dude, that's all mental. Dude, Tobin Bell, what an amazing actor. Mm -hmm. That's uh that's the jigsaw, if you guys don't know, sorry. Spoiler alert. Think about it. I mean, that could happen to anybody in any kind of weird situation. So it's a mind game. As you're watching this movie, you're like, holy crap, like somebody totally could be building these contraptions and doing this and who knows with the dark web and weird stuff that goes on? I'm probably on a list now for saying the dark web. <laughs> I'm not on that list. I did not say it. That's the, kind of the same situation as like that movie Hostel. Mm -hmm. that oh one my is, god, that one is a mind fuck. It's crazy. But dude, that kind of stuff happens every day. Oh yeah. You get some rich person that wants to. What's it like to cut somebody's leg off? Or let's slowly torture this person. They have the means to do it, man. Dude, if you have the means, there's nothing stopping you. If you have the means, you got to have the green, right? Exactly. Which brings me to my number three, a movie that only scared me, and that would be The Hills Have Eyes. Dude, The Hills Have Eyes was a creepy movie, man. Those, those yokels, those inbred rednecks. Ugh. I'm from the hometown where they filmed that at. Really? They That's used, another fun fact. They used a lot of my friend's family for that movie no i'm kidding they didn't apply any makeup being young and traveling so much playing music as i did i got to see a lot of the united states and what's messed up is i've seen a lot of places that kind of look like that movie man so we'd like pull into this weird ass town and be like holy crap it's happening <laughs> i'd be like yeah, hurry 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 get the gas get the gas get the gas i'm not pumping this time somebody's getting left behind exactly but i would say I got made fun of because people just don't get it, man. There's who knows what's in the hills, man. I, I'm from kind of the foothills. Dude, people are screwed up. And I'm not saying the people that laughed at you. I'm just saying people in general. Mm -hmm. That scenario of the hills have eyes could totally happen. 
You know, it seems like a lot of the scary movies that that really freak you out are, are scenarios that you can foresee happening one day. A hundred percent. So now that we've talked about our top three scary movies, let's lighten it up a bit and let's talk about the top five kids' Halloween movies. And there's some really good ones we have on this list because growing up in in our you know era that we grew up. They were a lot more, I'd say they were a lot more innocent, a lot more just fun to watch. It wasn't like these crazy, scary things. So right. let's start off the list with a a classic, one that's almost like a cult movie these days, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. It's such a fun movie. You know, Halloween night after I got back from my sister's house and we were back at our, back at our timeshare, mm-hmm. you know, the baby went to sleep and Wendy went to bed and I was on the couch watching TV and Hocus Pocus was on and I could not help but watch it. It's kind of like the Christmas story, but for Halloween. Oh yeah. It was playing one after the other, but it's so entertaining. I mean, the, they had a great cast and it was just a great story. But it was a good movie. And still to this day, my kids haven't seen it yet, but when they're old enough, definitely going to let them see that. And that, that stands the test of time. You know, a lot of movies you can watch and they, it just doesn't. I mean, it's just cheesy and all that. But just like you said, A Christmas Story, that one you can watch every year and it's not a big deal. The kids can watch it and they love it. I watch it all Christmas Eve because it plays all Christmas Eve, all Christmas Day. 24 hours of A Christmas Story. But we're not on Christmas, are we? No, sir. We are on Halloween. Here's another one that stood the test of time. I mean, this was made... Way back, way back when, before any of our listeners were even alive, probably. Mm-hmm. The Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. I've never seen that. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. I have it. I'll have to bring it so you can watch it, and the kids will watch it with you. It's it's pretty cool. I mean, it's 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 like any of the old Peanuts ones. It's, it's pretty innocent, but it's still pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So the kids can watch it, and they'll enjoy it, but there's something in there for the parents to laugh at. Gotcha. So that's a really good one. What else you got, Puff? I would say number three would be Halloween Town. I've never seen that one. You haven't seen... Hold on. I'm going to do a Daniel impression. What? You (laughs) haven't seen Halloween Town. No, sir. That's another staple, man. It's like a Disney movie that's been around forever. Really? It's about a girl that has to save her town from the Headless Horseman. I think that that's part of it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's been so long since I've seen it. But it's a great Halloween movie to watch with the family and the kids. Right on. So what would be your number four? You know, I'm going back to a classic, Ghostbusters. That's a good one for the whole family. The kids can watch it, the parents can watch it, and everybody's going to laugh and have a good time. That's good old family fun right there. And that had a really good cast. I mean, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and, and many others that were just, it was just a hilarious cast. Another really good kid-friendly movie is Casper. I think that was a Disney movie as well, correct? I think so. Uh, Christina Ricci, right? Correct. That was a really good movie, a fun one to watch. It's a really cool story about a kid who's who's a ghost. He's trapped as a ghost, and he's there with like his uncles, I believe, and they're kind of they kind of screw with him the whole time. Mm-hmm. And his whole job is to expose something that had happened in the past Mm -hmm. and once he does that he can become a real boy a real boy as geppetto would say nice i know aiden really likes to watch that one during halloween time so i'll have to let my girls watch that that sounds fun oh i think they'd enjoy it i have a fun fact about casper if you didn't know where casper lives is called whipstaff manor nice and the only reason i know that is because the band that plays on our intro here Brigades? Mm-hmm. Yes. They had a song on their last album called Whipstaff Banner. Right on, man. And uh, yeah, that's he gave me a backstory on it. And I was like, that's cool. Didn't know that. 
do the do the lyrics to the song tie into the movie or anything? It kind of does. Oh, it talks cool. about being a ghost and being in a house by yourself and stuff. It, it's really cool. So be sure to check out Brigades. Whipstaff Manor. So do you have any other Halloween movies for kids that you think deserve honorable mention? I would say honorable mention, definitely Matilda. Oh, that is a good one. I, I You know, I don't usually consider that like a Halloween movie, but now that I think about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah that a little girl, me. she's got superpowers and... It's got your favorite actor, Danny DeVito. Dude, I love Danny DeVito. He's, He's great. great in everything. He's great. Have your kids seen uh, Hotel Transylvania? We have seen that. I watched it for the first time probably a couple months ago with the kids. And I think they've seen Transylvania, Hotel Transylvania 2 also. Yeah, I think that came out recently, right? Who, who's the voices on that? Isn't it Steve Carell? I think it's Steve Carell. That's the only one I can think of on there. So there's another one that is more, I'd say maybe geared more towards like the older kids, teenagers maybe. Mm-hmm. Sleepy Hollow, which I believe is another Disney one with Christina Ricci and Johnny Depp. And I think it's a Tim Burton movie because it is. You can probably tell by watching it. Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Is that a Christmas or a Halloween movie? Ooh, I don't know, but it's, I think you watch it from like October through the end of the year, and you're good with it. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. So, Jim, that was actually a pretty cool time doing our our movie list. If anybody out there has some movies that they think belong in our top three or in our top five children's movies, email us at themoderndadspodcast at gmail.com. Next up, we have review time. Review time. Today's review is going to be on the Fruit of the Loom Breathable Undies. This one is for the daddies because last time we did a review for the kids. And I can speak on behalf of myself on this because I actually wear these on a daily basis. Right on. And they are amazing. I'm kind of jealous. You want to borrow a pair? No, I'm okay. Fruit of the Loom Breathable Boxer Briefs feature cotton mesh fabric that promotes airflow preventing you from getting hot. Moisture wicking technology distributes sweat away from the skin, keeping you dry throughout the day. These boxer briefs hit mid-thigh and have contoured leg design to help prevent ride-up. A wider, tag-free waistband feels soft against the skin. The breathable program is available in sizes small through double X. Let me say this, they do stand behind their product. Because when I got these boxer briefs, I said these are the most wonderful thing ever. Uh, I love I love the boxer briefs, and I am a boxer brief kind of guy. I love it because they are 100% breathable. So that means that if I'm hot outside, or it just means that, man, I mean, they are fresh, they're cool, they're breathable. So on a hot summer day when the plums are fresh and ripe. You wear these on a daily. Like, give me, give me your take on it. I love this brand because they stand behind them. Let me tell you, I bought two packs, and I think they come in they come in four to a six to a pack, and the colors are great. They're not just black and gray or black and white or whatever. Well, I bought these, and I guess there was just a misconstruction on it, or there was something wrong with the actual product, and I ended up contacting for the loom, and they actually sent me a check reimbursing me for every single penny that I spent, and not only that... They also sent me new underwear. That's pretty good. Most companies, I don't think, would stand by their product like that. That's that's pretty awesome. That's great customer service. That's how they get customers for life, man. Absolutely. 
They come in XP, which means extra big, or you can get them extra tall. But in all, I would say try them. If you don't like them, take them back, get something else. Don't put back the used underwear in there. They won't accept those. I've already tried. I can't say enough about these boxer briefs. They are amazing. They feel great. And they support me in the places that need to be supported. Right on, Puff. Back to our Halloween extravaganza. We talked about costumes. We talked about scary movies. We talked about Mm trick-or-treating. So now we're going to talk about something that we hold very dear to our hearts as parents and fathers. The parent tax. So we're going to talk about a few things when it comes to trick-or-treating in regard to safety. Like, do you look for things that are open or things that look like they've been messed with? And two, what is it when it comes to the parent tax do you take? So, Jim, what do you look for when uh, you go through your kid's candy? The best kind? (laughs) No, we're talking about safety here, dude. Oh, oh, okay. I look for open candies. I eat those first. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I look through their candy to see if there's anything open or anything that looks suspicious, anything like that. Just real quick story on that. I read the news a couple, or I think it was last week, where there was parents that had eaten some of this candy, and it was actually laced with meth. What? I don't know where it was at. I want to say Washington State, maybe, but they're doing some crazy stuff up there already. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, that place is a little bit weird. But uh, there was actually meth in the candy, and they can't trace it back exactly. But apparently these kids only went to a few houses in the neighborhood. So it should be pretty quick to kind of sum up who it is. That's madness. It's crazy. Yeah, like I said before, people are screwed up, man. What do you look for? You know, I, I, I pretty much follow your uh, what you're doing here. I, I mean, I check to see if anything looks like it's been opened, if anything looks like there's rips in it, anything that they shouldn't be getting, because some people throw some weird stuff in there. Like that cheap-ass candy, those grandma candies. I look for the Werther's original so I can throw those away first. <laughs> uh, you know, stuff like that. I just, I mean, obviously, as parents, we want to make sure our children are safe. We want to make sure they're having a good time, but mm-hmm. safety has to come first when it comes to that. Uh, next up, when you start going through your kid's candy, for safety reasons, of course. Right. What do you take out first? What is unsafe first? How about that? Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Really? That's your that's your go-to? I love Almond Joys, man. Dude, I hate those. Well, give them to me. Almond Joys. And what's the other one with the coconut? Mounds. Almond Joy and Mounds are on my no list. So I'll be passing those next Halloween. What else? Is there anything else you look for when you go in there? I would have to say Airheads. Those are my favorite. Oh, those are good. And Twizzlers. But I try not to look for any candies that the girls would like. You know what I mean? I leave candies like suckers or gum or, you know, just things that the girls can easily access or eat. That it doesn't take like a ton of chocolate or whatever. Well, that and it doesn't make a huge mess like chocolate smears. Look, let me tell you real quick. I saw what the girls brought back over the course of three trick-or-treatings. One, they went to, I think it was the zoo and did like a boo at the zoo and Mm trick-or-treated. And then they went to, I think, a trunk-or-treat, which those are fun. Well, trunk-or-treat's like the new thing when parents don't Mm want to send their kids out. Just like when you see in the news about people lacing it with meth. I mean, you go to a trunk-or-treat, it's everybody from their school or something like that. And they all just, it is what it is, a trunk-or-treat. Actually, Jim, what is a trunk-or-treat? Well, my church this year put on a Mm trunk-or-treat. And that's where it was like a fall festival. There was games for the kids to play. And they were allowed to 
go from car to car in a controlled environment, and people from the church would give them candy. So there was probably maybe like 15, 20 cars set up. So, I mean, the, these kids are getting handfuls and handfuls of candy. That's pretty good. It's a very controlled and safe environment, which, you know, and, and it's not like the kids are losing out because they're going and saying trick-or-treat and, and getting compliments on their costumes and stuff like that. It's it's just sad that we can't do it like we did back in the day where we just roam neighborhoods and fill up uh, pillowcases with candy, you know? One of the kids that came by actually had a pillowcase that, that was here. I was like... That brings back some memories, man. Oh, that's some old school stuff right there. Absolutely. So I saw the aftermath of all this candy. The girl's mom had put it in one of those plastic containers that usually you put beverages and ice in, you know, whenever you're having a yeah, yeah, summer the, party or yeah. whatever. This thing was at least a quarter of the way full of wow. candy. And I was just looking through it. I'm just like, holy crap. There was like Butterfingers in there, tons of chocolate, Twizzlers, Suckers. I mean, hard candies, Laffy Tab. I mean, there is every, there's no way these kids are going to eat this candy. Isn't it funny that now that you're a parent, you're looking at it going like, dude, these kids don't need this much freaking candy. Absolutely. But as a kid, that is a score and a half. Oh my God. You wish you could have that every year. Did you ever do candy trades with your friends? Uh, no, I did candy trades with my brothers because oh, I, I have two younger brothers and I have, uh, you know, I have a lot of family, but a couple of us, about four or five of us are close in age. Mm -hmm. So we would all dump it out and we dig through and see what we want. My parents never did the look through our candy and, and <laughs> <laughs> I think there were so many of us, they were trying to get rid of us. I don't know, but they, they never did that. So we would sit down, we'd dump it out. We'd see what we like. We all knew what everybody had something different that they liked. So we'd make our trades. What was the least favorite candy growing up as a kid? For me? Yeah. Mounds Almond Joy or Butterfingers. I hate Butterfingers. Really? Or Werther's Originals. <laughs> Those are the houses that got egged. Nice. <laughs> nice. Sorry, Miss Johnson. A lot of my friends would try to trade me out for like, I pretend like I didn't like the dots. Do you remember the dots? Oh, yeah. I remember dots. Those would get stuck in your teeth and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. And for some reason, I want to say it's double bubble. I think oh, it's the gum, the, the little, gum. Yeah, they'd come in little packets. I think no, uh, they come in like little gum wrappers or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's about it's about the. They're size yellow of, and blue in yeah, color. Yeah, yeah, I think. yeah. So the double bubble is one of my favorites. Oh, also, yeah, that's good stuff. And for some reason, whenever I smell that gum, it always reminds me of Halloween. You know, the problem with the double bubble is one, they're you know they're usually rock hard. Two, mm -hmm. they lose flavor in like two seconds. No, you want to talk about something that loses flavor? Zebra stripe gum. Fruit stripe gum. Yes. Oh my God, I love that stuff. So anyway, getting back on the topic, what are some of the safety wink wink candies that you look out for first when going through your kid's candy? You know what? I'm all about like the Reese's. Reese's, Reese's, Reese's. I love those. You look like a Reese's peanut butter cup. I am. I am. Are you are you the type of guy that gets them all throughout the season? So you get the pumpkin ones for Halloween, the Christmas tree ones. No, I the just, egg ones. No, I, I live to take the candy from my kid. <laughs> what an asshole! <laughs> no, but the like the Reese's are ones that I love. I really love those, and uh, I always take a couple of those. Kit nice. Kats. Kit Kats are always fun, but I'm a big fan also of the licorice. Twizzlers. I love those. Ooh. Those are pretty good. But I mean, for the most part, you know, it's all about the parent tax, man. The parent tax is the way to go. We get what we need. They get what they need. It's like a really good compromise. So that actually is a great segue into 
Story time. So I'm going to go first on this one. Go ahead. So we were going to the pumpkin patch uh, to take Aiden and Olivia, and we had a, one of their friends with us, and we're talking to them about, you know, Halloween. Are you ready? Do you have your costume? Mm-hmm. You know, are you excited? And then, you know, do you know about the parent tax? And the kid's like, yeah, I know about the parent tax. So no, really, right on. You know, what about the parent tax? What do you know about the parent tax? Mm-hmm. Just messing with them, you know? And he said, yeah, when... I'm sorry, I can't not laugh, but when when you know when I get home from trick or treating, my mom takes the bag and throws it away. What? And gives me whatever candy we have left at the house that we haven't give out, given out. <laughs> and I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Like, why is that? What? And 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 the parent works, you know, with kids a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think she's just a little tainted. She sees a lot of things where kids are poisoned and pays attention to the news, maybe a little paranoid. Hopefully she's not listening to this or her husband isn't listening to this. Cause I don't want to piss anybody off, but I can't believe that it's like the weirdest thing in the world to me. And I, I had to like stop for a second and think about it before I responded and made it sound like, Oh yeah, though, that's nothing. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. Luckily Aiden didn't speak up and say, that's not the parent tax dad. Right. But like, I can't believe that to me. It's like, what's the point of going trick or treating? If you're just going to throw the candy away. Right. Give it to me. I'll make sure it goes somewhere safe. One. Two, why even bother wasting those people's money? Right. You can go around your house and have people stand in the doors and trick or treat there in the house. Right. You know what I mean? That's just, it, to me, it's just a waste of candy and money. I agree. Other people's money, obviously. Absolutely. So Sydney was super young. I want to say this is her first year, second year or so trick or treating. And obviously she's not going to eat this candy. Me and her mom was going to eat it. Yeah. So we took her to a few extra houses. (laughs) And they would look at her and say, oh, she's so cute. How old is she? And we'd tell them, and they knew that that kid was not going to eat this candy. (laughs) So what we would do is their mom would have this bag she would carry, a book bag. And we would just dump the candy into the book bag and leave an empty Containers, so, so they it look like you're just hitting a couple houses. Exactly, scandalous, man. <laughs> I hate to even say that, but hey, if that gives you guys any pointers for next year, you're welcome. Right on, man. That's <laughs> that's pretty good. That's actually a great idea. I'm not going to be doing it anytime soon because Olivia will be older. So there you she go. She warrants the candy that I'm going to steal. I mean, check for safety reasons. Well, is that going to wrap up or? fourth episode i think that wraps up episode number four so we're very excited to be bringing on a new sponsor for the modern day dads podcast but we're gonna have to keep that one under wraps until our fifth episode but i will say that with that new sponsorship comes some really cool giveaways that we're going to be doing Ooh! and coming up soon we're going to have some t-shirts and uh, some giveaways of our own if you'd like one of our stickers give us an email and we'll send it off to you Thank you all for listening. Until next time, we'll be changing diapers, cooking dinner, and just being dads. Thanks for listening, everybody. Later, guys. Later, guys.